Hello, and welcome to the Fidelity Next podcast, a podcast for post-secondary students brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada, where we'll provide you with the tools you need to navigate your impending career successfully in today's landscape. The world of finance and technology are overlapping in many aspects these days, and professionals in the finance industry will be crucial in helping people and organizations maximize their return on investments. So how can students leverage their passion for researching the markets and analytical thinking skills into a career within the investment industry? Joining host Emily Ananuevo is Paul Olachino, Portfolio Strategist, and Matthew McMull, Director of Product Research at Fidelity. Paul and Matthew share their insights on their career path, what steps they took to land their jobs, including Paul's journey from co-op student to full-time employee, and what it's like to work at Fidelity. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy, or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Welcome to you both, and welcome to the studio. How are you? Good, family. Doing well. So glad to have you both on the show and jumping into this topic about a career in finance. But before we get to that, um, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us what you know your interests and hobbies were when you were growing up. Were you always interested in numbers, problem solving? Did you know you wanted to you know get into this uh, career? Um, Matt, why don't we start with you? Yeah, sounds great. So first off, thanks for having us here today. Really appreciate okay. it. And I was always interested in finance and the markets. I always thought it was so cool the way the markets would react to news. So for instance, if there was a geopolitical event, you'd see the markets drop very drastically. And that kind of connection, it's almost like the market is the heartbeat of the economy and uh, much geopolitical news that got me so interested in finance in the first place. When I was in school, I also really loved history. Um, I always say everyone should have a good understanding of history in terms of how we got here. And through my uh, courses at school, I was also lucky enough to take a few finance courses in high school. So I had a really fantastic high school economics teacher, uh, Mr. Best, if you're watching, <laughs> hello. Uh, so we had a great, uh, a great course in economics. He was an amazing uh, teacher. And he really got me passionate about economics and about finance. And when I was going into university, it was a decision between specializing in something like history or specializing in economics and finance. And I went the economics and finance route. And I'm very happy that I did so. That's amazing. And it's always those teachers, right? And when you're younger, that make an impact on you too and sort of spark that interest in, in what you do in the long term. So that's, that's really interesting. How about you, Paul? Yeah, for me, I'd say uh, I wasn't one of those kids who knew exactly what they wanted to do when they grew up. Um, so when I was in high school, I figured, let me just take all the maths, all the sciences, see what sticks. And um, I was really drawn to the maths. I, I enjoyed them. I excelled at them. So I figured, let me try to get into a business program um, and see how that goes. Try to see if I could figure out what my passion was uh, in the industry. Obviously, business is pretty broad. Um, so I was able to get into Wilfrid Laurier's uh, business administration program. Uh, and I was able to get in their co-op program as well. So 
that gave me the ability to have a few work terms uh, through my undergrad. And while I was there, I, I specialized in finance, similar to Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a mathematics and economics minor. So I was always um, trying to get a taste of everything to see what I liked. But what I'd say really did it for me was the call program. Um, I was fortunate to have two terms here at Fidelity. And working here was, was where I realized um, the investment side of finance, working in the asset management industry is where I wanted to be. Um, so I was very fortunate that I was able to get the uh, a chance to work here and then come back full time. That's amazing. And if you could further expand on the co-op program, Paul, because I know that we we recruit a lot of students we from Wilfrid Laurier. Um, but with the you know within the co-op program, you really hit the ground running. Like they give you a lot of responsibilities, and you are a real part of the team right away. Is oh that, yeah, is that right? Uh, that's 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 definitely true. I'd say you know starting off. Coming to a new place is obviously a little bit daunting for for a student, uh, no matter where they are. But um, when I came here, I met I met my team. Matt was on my team. He was an analyst at the time. And um, what they did, which really surprised me, most places you have an orientation day with right. all the co-ops. Um, here at Fidelity, and I'm biased when I say this, but I think we have one of the best co-op programs in the country. Um, you have an orientation week. So within the second or third week, all the co-ops meet each other. Uh, you're doing different activities throughout the week and you're meeting uh, directors and executives across the firm that are giving you divisional overviews, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's a very solid foundation I found coming to this new place, meeting all these new co-ops, meeting the heads of all these departments. Um, I really couldn't believe it. And then the work that you're doing, these roles could be filled by someone full time. That's what I realized very early on. Um, so that level of responsibility that they're giving a co-op. Uh, it's pretty inspiring and empowering when you're a student. Uh, so I think it goes a long way. And I really appreciated that. Now, Matt, you actually recruit and hire a lot of these co-ops to be on your team. Correct. Okay, first story, though, is you did uh, hire Paul when after he was done his co-op sessions. <laughs> so what was it about Paul that, uh, you know, that you really wanted him be on your team? And, and furthermore, what criteria are you looking for in terms of um, team members uh, joining, joining your, uh, your team? Well, I, I do ask myself that question. Why, why did why did I hire Paul I uh, in the first place? Uh, no, he's been he's been amazing so far, and uh, we're also proud of him and how he's developed into such a wonderful analyst and now strategist coming from the co-op program. So, in terms of what we look for for a very strong co-op, is also things that we look for for a very strong analyst as well. We like to create the the idea of our co-op as almost a test. For yourself, as the co-op student, would you enjoy being on a part of our team? So we give you a lot of work that the investment analyst would normally do as well. So similar kind of characteristics of an investment analyst we look for in our co-op students. The first one, of course, I think the biggest one is enthusiasm. Um, this is a, an organization that that's fast-paced, moves quickly. Um, there's a a lot of different types of work that you could get involved in and having an enthusiastic and positive attitude really goes the difference in being able to contribute that much more. And also when you contribute that much more, you learn from these experiences a lot and we are ready to give you as many experiences as you may want. For instance, in Paul's co-op term, he helped us support our product lineup, doing analysis on the product lineup. But he was also passionate about other things. I remember he was talking to me one night and he was saying, Matt, 
hit me with more in more <laughs> different types of work, whatever you you want. I said, you know what? No problem. I, I love it when people ask me this type of question because we have lots of interesting types of work. So he worked on a project on Bitcoin, uh, doing an analysis there and comparing correlations of Bitcoin to other types of currencies and asset classes, which was really interesting. He also worked on a, a completely separate project on some new tax um, tax uh, laws that had came out, and we needed somebody to take a look at the language and better understand and interpret that for us. So that enthusiasm to take on new tasks and just a positive attitude is, is so crucial. And one thing I really admire about our co-op students is they come with a ton of enthusiasm, and I think it's it's infectious. It helps make the whole team stronger, and it's something that we absolutely really appreciate. Another strong characteristic is just a passion for the market. Our team is very focused on the market and we get really excited when we see changes in the market environment. You know, for instance, when the Federal Reserve raise rate, raises rates or cuts rates, mm-hmm. we're all excited to, to talk about it, give our opinions on it, share, you know, um, you know, what could be next for the markets and our own thoughts. And it's this passion that kind of uh, unites us in, in, in our in our in our work. I'll also mention just a couple more. One, it'd be uh, a very strong analytical abilities. Right, uh, that's something that you'll learn with us as you go on. As right, you go right. on, one thing that I would always talk to Paul about is the analyst tool belt and building <laughs> up the tool belt um, of 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 key skills. So you know that's that stuff will teach you and. We have so many great analysts, senior analysts on our team that are willing to go that extra mile to help you feel supported, which is really important. And then the last thing I'll just mention is strong communication skills. Uh, Fidelity is an organization where it pays to present, it pays to be up front and center uh, and you know build a little bit of a brand for yourself. And we have so many opportunities for you to communicate uh, and present some of your, your work, your, your what you're you know, you may be doing a research project that we like to get co-ops involved in. And then we give you that opportunity per, to present. And, and the audience could consist of our senior executive team. So we love giving those opportunities out to our co-ops. We know they're a bit nerve wracking, but we practice, we rehearse, we, we make sure, you know, you're totally supported and then you're good to go. And that's just the incredible thing about our co-op program. I mean, I, I rave about it too. It's really bar bar none to, to other programs because they they help you along the way. They encourage oh, sure. you. They treat you like an employee right when you from the get-go, right? And I just wanted to go back to sort of your first days mm-hmm. as a co-op because it's it's not always easy at the beginning, right? Like yeah. Matt was talking about that analytical uh, tool belt. You you gain that as you gain experience. So how did you make yourself stand out sort of during those first days? Who did you turn to for support, any mentorship? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, I would say for me, the first thing was the ability to, you know, first of all, meet all the other co-ops. So you have all these other individuals who are working in different departments. You could bounce ideas off of, talk about what you're working on. Um, And if you ever need support, that's step number one. You could talk to them. Uh, The second point was, you know, all the people on your team, everyone here was so welcoming. I remember I was, we were in cubicles at the time when I started and uh, I was sitting with another co-op. It was my first weekend. Every single day, people were coming up to us, introducing themselves, telling us what department we're in. And we looked at each other at the end of the week. Are, are these are these people being paid 
to be so nice to us. <laughs> right. um, but it turned out it was just the culture here. So very, very supportive. Um, I was also, a great thing with the call program is we have this mentor match program. So uh, when you're at a co-op, you could actually get a mentor in another department in the firm. And uh, I was I was a part of that when I was a co-op. And that was great for me just because I had the chance to, first of all, network with someone uh, from a different group. Mm-hmm. And secondly, talk to them about what tips they would give me as I'm continuing my career here. Um, and now I'm also part of, I'm one of the mentors in the program now. So it's my way of giving back to the co-ops, just like the mentors that I had uh, gave to me. And you know, having Matt, when I was at one of the co-ops and joining him as his first hire, you know, I had a great relationship with him when I was a co-op. He gave me a lot of work, so I really respected that. And even going into to full-time, although I was reporting him, we had a very, I'd say, good relationship throughout our, our time together where if I felt a way about something, he'd be open to hearing. And he was always giving me great feedback, uh, even when I started full-time. So very, very strong support network from from start to finish. Yeah. And on the flip side, yeah, what were you going to say, Matt? Yeah, I would just kind of touch on that mentor match program. Incredible program. Outstanding yeah. program. When I first started, I was encouraged to sign up for the mentor match program. And I was paired up with one of the VPs in our in our organization. And he was kind enough. At first, I thought, okay, I'm getting paired up with a VP. Maybe I won't get a little get, intimidating. A little bit intimidating. Right. Maybe I won't get too much time to sit directly with with uh-huh. him, and you know, really try and use uh, that time very carefully. He was so generous with his time. Um, you know, we were meeting almost on a weekly basis. He asked me what I want to know and what did I want to learn. What did I want to get out of it? And I said, teach me everything about this organization. <laughs> The next week, he has a binder with a presentation slides on every department. And he's explaining to me the key uh, goals for each department, what are their functions. It took several, a few months to get through that whole binder. But wow, you know, just after a few uh, months of training with him and mentorship with him, I learned so much. Mentor Match program was scheduled to last for about three to six months. Eight years later, we still meet occasionally, and I still know that's a person that I can always go to for guidance, for support, and for mentorship. But he's just one of the many mentors that I've met at this organization, and that's what it makes it uh, such a special place to be. Amazing. Now, uh, the show is all about a career in finance. If you can just give me a Coles notes of what you guys do day in, day out. And things have changed now that it's more like dynamic working and hybrid. So, Paul, let's start with you. Sure. Yeah, I guess it's a tough question just because the day to day is never the same, um, which is what I really love about it. Um, every day we're coming in, we're up to new challenges. So it feels like you're, you're continuously learning, which I personally, uh, I personally like. So just to give you, I guess, a little bit of a background, um, previously on the product research team, which Matt's one of the directors for, uh, the analysts on that team, essentially the team itself is to cover all of the funds of Fidelity. So we're supposed to be the subject matter experts on all of our funds. Uh, there's about eight or nine analysts on the team, and each of them covers a different lineup of funds. So when I started about five years ago, um, I took over the US equity lineup actually from Matt. Um, so I covered all of our US equity funds for the past five years. And what that entails is I'm the, I have the primary relationship with the portfolio managers who run these funds. So we'll have uh, continual discussions on what their outlook is, uh, what their buy-sell decisions are, their investment thesis on specific companies, 
uh, their positioning. And from there, my job is to deliver those updates to all of our internal partners, uh, as well as external from time to time. So our largest internal partner would be our sales team. We have over 200 people on our sales team. Um, they oftentimes will come to us if they need a, a deeper dive into certain funds, uh, want to know what the PMs are thinking. So that's, that's number one. And I'd say also our senior executive team. I, I will say, you know, coming out of school, I would never have thought that I'd be presenting to a senior executive team at an organization like Fidelity, but you know, they took the chance and they gave the opportunity. So I think that's something else that's incredibly unique here. Um, they like right away, you're, you're involved with everyone else. You don't have to work your way up to a certain level to then talk to them. And that's really empowering, especially starting off your career. But back to some of the responsibilities, mm -hmm. I'll have to provide updates to the senior team on what's going on with the funds, the performance, looking at the competitive landscape. Uh, but that's generally, I would say, the, the main parts of the role uh, as the analyst. You really need to know what's going on with the funds, have a great relationship with the portfolio managers, uh, and make sure you can deliver strong updates on, on their behalf across the organization. Matt? Yeah, so just picking up on, on what Paul said, you know, you can really think of the product research team as the voice of our portfolio managers across the organization. So we really, as Paul mentioned, you know, try and amplify their message to all our key internal clients, to the sales team, and ultimately, most, most importantly, getting that message across to our clients, the advisors, and the end investors to make sure that they're well-informed about what's happening in their strategy. So as the director of product research, I have the privilege of uh, working with uh, nine, almost 10 now, great investment analysts. Uh, each one of them covers a unique asset class. And if you put all of them in the same room, we know every single detail about every single Fidelity fund. So it's a really unique team and one that I'm, I'm honored to be in. Uh, I started as an investment analyst, so I kind of got that experience as well. I started covering our global equity strategies, then I moved on to our U.S. equity strategies. I even covered a little bit our Canadian equity strategies, and then that all helped me out in, in my role now as director. Uh, so, you know, supporting my team members is the most important things in my role. Uh, my number one goal is to make the team laugh at least once a day. If I can do that... <laughs> then I know I've done my job well. I try and keep them happy. I try and advocate for them as much as possible, helping lift their own profile. Uh, Paul, for instance, helping him build his brand uh, and show off their analytical skills. So as the director on the team, I get the privilege of putting everybody's work together. So ensuring that the team's communications are, are ultimately benefiting our clients and the senior executives. That's awesome. And I, and you guys seem like a really, you know, tight knit group. And uh, I love your mantra there, Matt, about just making everybody, you know, laugh and smile at least once a day. I mean, you got to keep things light, right? I oh, mean, sure. for you, Paul, how do you, you know, what keeps you motivated to do your job day in and day out? Uh, what keeps me motivated? I'd say if I had to think Matt had a good, great mantra there, I wouldn't say I have a, a mantra necessarily. Um, I think it all comes down to you know, work ethic and, and setting goals for yourself and working towards them. Um, for me, I look at my grandparents as an example. They immigrated from Italy on a boat with no money to their name. They were able to put their families through, their kids through school. My parents did the same for me. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to look at that, how did they, how did they do that? 
hard work, dedication, they set goals and they achieve them. Um, so in my day to day, that's what's empowering me. I want to set up a nice future for myself and my family. Um, so I'm going to work as hard as I can to get there. And it's great to have the support with Matt, as he said, you know, he helped me with my development over the years here. I couldn't ask for a better mentor. And um, that's really what the culture that's cultivated here. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, leadership comes from the top down. And you could really see the way that our leadership team acts trickles through the organization in a really positive way. Um, we're, we have about 1,500, I want to say 14, 1,500 employees. And for me, that's a perfect size. For you to have the ability to walk down a hall and just meet executives, sit in their office and talk to them, I don't think you'd be getting that same exposure if, if you were at a firm with 50 to 70,000 employees. So all of these things put together, I would say, is really what drives me and what empowers me. And lastly, just to wrap up the show, you know, speaking to the young students there, maybe the young graduates stepping into a career in finance for, for the first time, what, what are some of the main steps they can take in their journey? I would say the first piece of advice that I was given when I joined, and it's what I give our, our new hires, our co-ops, when you start a career anywhere, uh, hopefully it's an environment where you could ask a lot of questions. That was the first thing I was told to do. Keep asking questions. And when I joined, I remember Matt, the other analyst I was working with, I peppered them with questions every <laughs> single day up until the point I was up to speed. Uh, but once you get there, you could have better conversations with everyone. You have a better understanding of what you're doing. Um, so that's, that's, I would say, feedback number one. Number two, I would say, is try to meet as many people as you can. Uh, if you're in a call program, great. I would definitely recommend trying to get into a call program. If not, though, you know, there's summer internships that we offer and, and a lot of others offer. So I would highly recommend getting into an internship program. You can meet a ton of people while you're uh, working at a company and, you know, networking. You got here through networking. Yeah. So it's a great example of, you know, how to break into the industry. If, if let's say you, you don't have a call program or a job lined up uh, for yourself here. Anything to add that? Yeah, actually came to Fidelity not through a co-op program. I had some previous work experience. The program that I took in university, it wasn't a, there wasn't a co-op element to it. Um, so coming into the world of finance just meant I had to do a lot of networking. And if there's some tips that I could give to, uh, to students and, and new graduates is just you want to network as much as possible. Um, and the best tool that I found for that was LinkedIn. Uh, one thing that I was doing about eight years ago, which lots of people do, is just those coffee meetups. Uh, you meet up people online uh, on LinkedIn, say, hey, you know, I see your profile. I see it's interesting. I'm actually kind of interested in your firm or what you do. I'm a recent grad. Could you give me some advice? You know, not asking for a job just asking for advice and to hear their story. It's actually very beneficial for you as the person who gets to hear from it because you can hear, hey, you know what, here's my job. And you can say, oh, you know what, I like that job. Or you know what, I don't like that job. Or this is the company that I work at. And by the way, it's not a very good one. I don't recommend it. And that actually yeah. happened to me. The reality is you're not going to find that out until you work in the organization. So getting to talk to insiders before that you start uh, can really save you a lot of time in your career. It's a very important step. But you, when I was going through the process, I was trying to find, you know, very, very strong firms that had happy employees, engaged employees, people who felt 
like they belonged at the firm. And I was I was fortunate enough to meet a couple of people from Fidelity through through networking, and everyone said very very positive things, and also a lot of positive feedback about the investment analyst and product team in general. So I was excited to start, and luckily I got uh, the role from networking. Great tips. This is your cue to start networking and spruce up your LinkedIn uh, profile for sure. Uh, Matt, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today, uh, sharing such great practical tips on getting a start in finance. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. And with this topic fresh in your mind, this is the perfect opportunity to tell you that Fidelity Canada is constantly looking to hire and fill a range of roles at the company. You can also find all of this information at careers.fidelity.ca. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time on Fidelity Next. Thanks for listening to the Fidelity Next podcast brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada. You can visit fidelity.ca for details on future live webcasts, follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice.